Our scripture lesson for this Easter Sunday morning is found in the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, the first 10 verses. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, make your resurrection a reality for us today. Lord, in whatever circumstances we find ourselves, help us to rest in the truth of the good news of this day. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. What kind of Easter is this? I never, ever would have imagined it. 30 days ago, we had to cancel in-person worship. We called it off for March 13th, and I was certain we would be worshiping again together, at least by the end of March. Surely this wouldn't go longer than that. I didn't even want to think about the possibility that we could be shut down on an Easter. Easter has to happen. This is our day. This is, above all other days, the one we have to celebrate. Surely Easter worship was going to happen. I was convinced of it. Other pastors I know were convinced of it. We couldn't fathom closing our doors on this holy day. It wasn't just us. Everybody was on board that, that surely our country would be open on Easter Sunday. Politicians promised it. The president, governors, everyone was certain that this had to happen. And, and I can understand that. I, I sat and I thought about all the good things of Easter worship, all of those things I enjoy so much every year. I thought about our sanctuary packed with all of our folks here ready to worship such good news, uh, seeing everybody in their nice new Easter clothes. Uh, I especially thought of our children bringing in the, uh, the light and the cross as we start worship on Easter Sunday morning. Uh, I thought about families gathering by our cross out in front of the church, all now covered with flowers. I thought about them gathering there for an hour or longer, taking family pictures to celebrate today, to celebrate the resurrection. Uh, I thought about our butterfly release, a new tradition for us, one we love so much as our church family gathers out in front of the building after the worship service to release butterflies, a symbol of the resurrection. Uh, and of course, we thought about Easter egg hunts and, and all of those nice Easter meals afterwards. There's so much good about this day that, that I had to believe that everything would be normal by now. Never would have I imagined that we would still be shut down. And yet here we are, silenced. Very much like the first Easter. 
as I thought about our situation, it occurs to me that, that it is very similar to that of the very first Easter. Jesus had told the disciples over and over again that he was going to have to die, that he'd be crucified, and that on the third day he would rise again. He told that to them. But they didn't understand. If they understood, they didn't believe. Because by the time we get to the wee hours of the morning on that first Easter, nobody believes anything is going to happen. In fact, we find the disciples sheltered in place. They're all hiding out in the upper room, fearful if they go out in public, they're going to die like Jesus died. And so we find them sheltered in the upper room. The, a few of the women did venture out, a group of less than 10, of course. Uh, a small group of women went to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark, but they were carrying with them spices. The spices were for burial. You see, Jesus had been put in the grave so rapidly on Friday before the Sabbath started at 6 that evening that they didn't have time to finish preparing his body. And so the women had gone early on the first day of the week while it was still dark, not to worship him, not for a miracle, not for an empty tomb. They went early in the morning to bury Jesus. They carried spices to get his body ready the rest of the way for the tomb. Nobody had hoped for anything better. Nobody had believed Jesus' own predictions. There was no watch party in the cemetery that night waiting to see the miracle. There were no reporters staked out waiting to get the scoop. The reality is that in the wee hours of the morning, on the very first Easter, nobody believed. Jesus' body lay cold in the ground, and no one had faith for anything better. And that's okay. Because God doesn't need our help. God didn't need our help then. Jesus' resurrection did not depend on us. Do you remember that scene from Peter Pan? Tinkerbell either dies or almost dies, depending on how you want to interpret that. And in order for her to be resurrected, the audience has to believe and then the audience has to clap. And it, it's the audience's belief and the audience's applause that resurrects Tinkerbell. And sometimes we in the church seem to have that same idea about Jesus. Sometimes we behave as though uh, Jesus needs us to believe that God depends on our faith to accomplish what God wants to do. I'm not surprised at all in our narcissistic culture that somehow or another we've even made Easter about us. I, I did it myself 30 days ago. I said Easter has to happen. Well, Easter can't be prevented because Easter is not something that depends on us. It depends entirely on God. In reality, when people got involved, Jesus died. You remember the story. You, you know the part that we played in it. We, we denied, we betrayed, we deserted, we jeered. It was people who beat Jesus. It was people who led him up to Calvary. It was people who nailed him to the cross. When people got involved, death happened. God's action was to bring life. God brought resurrection. 
You know, sometimes that's still what happens when people get involved. Sometimes when we get involved now, it's, it's to bring death rather than life. You know, those times like when we, when we judge others, even though Jesus told us not to. Judge not lest you be judged, Jesus says to us, but we want to point the finger at the other guy, don't we? That's playing the same role we did in the crucifixion. We're leading to death. When we want to exclude certain groups of people because we disagree with them. You know, I, sometimes we act as though Jesus needs us to point out the people that are on the outside. Sometimes we think that Jesus depends on us to tell him who and who is not saved. As if he can't figure that out without us. But we want to contribute, and when we contribute all too often, it's not a good contribution. When, when, we, when we exclude, when we point fingers, when we, when we try to define faith on our own terms, you've got to believe like I believe. You've got to hold the same exact creed that I do, or you're on the outside. When we try to define God in our terms, we are playing the same role the disciples and the Romans and the Sanhedrin did. We are contributing death. But God resurrected Jesus. No thanks to us. Without anything from us, God resurrected Jesus. God resurrects us. No thanks to us. Without any help from us, God doesn't need us to resurrect us. God contains that power in God's self. And God resurrects whomever God pleases. We don't even get a vote on it. We don't, our opinion on the matter doesn't matter. God resurrects whom God chooses. You know, I spent too much of my life trying to figure out who's on the inside and who's on the outside. I, I wanted to perfect uh, I wanted to perfect the art of discernment for those that belonged to Christ and those didn't. Again, making myself too often the judge. I've done that way too long, and I'm way, way too tired of it. Easter 2020 is teaching me a new lesson. This year has reminded me that, no, Easter doesn't depend on me. No, nothing about church depends on me. God will do what God will do. And rather than trying to be in control, I'm trying to learn to pay attention to what God wants to bless. I'm trying to look around and see where is God causing life? Whom is God bringing to life? What group of people is God at work in? I want to celebrate that, even if I don't understand it, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. When I see God acting, I want to learn to celebrate it. I want to encourage what I see God doing. I want to encourage others to get on board with what God is bringing to life. And I even want to do whatever I can in my feeble efforts to support it. I want to work for the things that God is doing. You know, Easter is about God bringing new life to stuff that we thought was dead. So I'm, a, I'm trying to learn to follow God's lead on that. You know, that first Easter morning, the women came to the tomb to bury what they thought was dead. Boy, what a surprise they got. On this Easter, there may be some things in our lives that we are prepared to bury because we think they're dead. We've given up hope. Maybe we've given up hope on relationships. Maybe we've given up hope on our financial situation. Maybe we've given up hope on our own soul, on our own forgiveness. Maybe we've given up hope that we'll ever be together again. 
I think maybe we're going to the tomb just like the women did. And I believe that God is just as prepared to surprise us as he was then. So this Easter, yeah, let's go to the tomb with all of our brokenness and discover what God has brought to life. Amen.